0: Hello, best you can be family. Welcome to another episode. A little bit ago, I got the opportunity to listen to an incredible and very well known speaker, Ed Milet speak in person for about an hour. So as you'd imagine, he covered quite a bit in an entire hour. But one thing in particular stood out to me as something worth revisiting from a previous episode we've actually had on the podcast. And that is just the importance of remembering and knowing and really valuing how we make other people feel. Everyone you and I come in contact with, everyone wants to feel important. Our question then as leaders who are trying to grow and flourish in our own gifts and talents, our question then is just, how do we go about doing that? How do we go about making everyone feel important and valued and seen? And so that question and that topic is exactly what we're going to be diving into today. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. <laughs> Imagine the next time you are checking out at the grocery store, the grocer scanning your items literally has a sign on his or her forehead that reads, make me feel important. Make me feel important. How would that change your behavior towards them? Would you scroll through your phone and ignore them until it's time to swipe your card? Or when they ask you how you're doing, would you unload on them about how stressful and full of inconveniences your day has been? Or would you ask, how are you doing? And listen to the response. Would you ask about themselves and their day and maybe even compliment them? I'm not perfect by any means, but this is definitely something I've learned from my mom. So as a little girl, I can remember leaving a store where we did a quick errand in awe of how much my mom learned about someone's life story from a three-minute interaction. And I believe that's because she always values being courteous to strangers and genuinely asking them about themselves. We could leave the post office and somehow know the postal worker's weekend plans, how long he had been working there, what he loved most about his job, and even something as personal as the details of a difficult loss he was healing from. And I mean, did that benefit my mom in any way? Maybe she occasionally really connected with someone, became friends and stayed in touch. But for the most part, I saw her simply leaving a trail behind her everywhere she went of making days a little better and a little brighter. And I saw tremendous value and impact in her doing so. So being realistic, however, there are plenty of times we are out and about in society with the pressure of a timeline, right? Maybe we're running late or we're feeling the overwhelm of just our days and and whatever because we have our own lives with our own burdens. And this is where it really becomes a skill worth working on because it's way too easy to fall into the hustle and bustle of our relatively self-centered way of going about a day for most of us and not open our eyes to what's going on in the lives of the people around us and how we could pour into that or how we could listen to that. I think it takes a very conscientious effort to look up from our tasks and look up from the things on our minds to ask someone else about themselves and not just smile and nod, but truly, truly listen. The kind of listening that's able to ask applicable and thoughtful questions in response, and the kind of listening that remembers. Right, so that when you go back to the grocery store the next week, you can ask them how their weekend date night was that they told you about or something like that. And things like that make people feel so, so special. Um, I'll give you a small example from my own life that popped up recently. So Drew and I, when we were relatively new to the city we moved to, which is already a little lonely, right? To move. Uh, but then also to be stepping into a new big church where you don't know anyone yet. I was very eager <laughs> to make friends. I love making friends. I was super excited, a little impatient. And I know, of course, that takes time. Um, but I also don't have the easiest name to remember, right? My name's Brigita. So as you can imagine, I get all sorts of things Brigetta, Brigitta, Bridget—like, Bridget. trust me, the list is never ending. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But you have no idea how much it meant to me when this one girl from church called out my name after really barely knowing me. I think we had maybe met a few weeks prior or something in passing, like here and there, whatever. I'm not sure, and I don't remember specifics. But I do remember thinking to myself, "Wow." She really listened to me when I said my name. And she not only remembered my name, but she remembered exactly how to pronounce it. And that small itty-bitty thing, that made me feel so, so valuable as a person and so important to her. Um, I have plenty of other examples where I'll come back from a weekend away visiting family and get a text from someone who doesn't follow me on social media, by the way, so they wouldn't know just from seeing my story, but I'll get a text from someone saying or asking me how the visit was, and that shows me that she listened when I told her last time we caught up what I had coming up the next few weekends because then she remembered when it was and she circled back around and she asked me how the visit home was and how the event that I went to was or little things like that. But the reason I use the example, the simple example of of remembering a name, so someone remembering my name after a brief introduction. The reason i chose that example was actually because i personally really struggle remembering people's names their stories i've got that down i can write miniature books on a person after i leave a conversation with them and actually sometimes um after i meet someone i will walk back to the car or something with drew and i'll just repeat everything i just learned about that person's life partially as a way to share with drew a new friend that i'm excited about getting to meet but also as an exercise to help me remember details about her life. But names, definitely my weak area and something I'm working on, and it all comes down to converse with people like they and the conversation the two of you are having is the only thing on your mind. Too often we are listening But really, we're thinking about how we can best respond to them in a way that makes us look good or seem impressive. And and we're thinking about what we need to make for dinner that night and the one person we forgot to text back and this and that. And I'd like to leave you with just one more thought. And this is not a phrase I came up with, but one I have heard from too many different people to even know where I should probably uh, be attributing this to. But at the end of the day, people won't remember what you say to them. Sure, they, they might remember little bits and pieces and, you know, things that stuck out to them, but have you ever listened to a speech and only recalled a couple of things, even though you were definitely paying attention to the entire, the entire speech, you were paying attention the whole time, but you could only regurgitate a couple of little bits and pieces to whoever asked you what you thought about the speech. It's the same thing when we're chatting with people. At the end of the day, people won't remember what you say to them people will remember how you make them feel. So we have a choice. We can choose to make people feel appreciated or unappreciated, important or unimportant, seen or invisible, known or like no one cares to get to know them. And it's a really fine line between those two polar opposites, and it's really easy to unintentionally make someone feel not valued. I think it takes a lot more effort to make someone feel important than it does to accidentally make them feel unimportant. But this gift, this gift we have, I think is something beautiful. We all have an opportunity to choose to make something with. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm going to try and be a little bit more like my mom, who I shared earlier, tends to just leave this trail behind her everywhere she goes of, Making others' days a little brighter and a little better just by putting them first in conversations, by listening, by asking thoughtful questions, and then by truly desiring to make them feel loved. So I hope this resonated with you. I hope this encourages you next time you go to the grocery store specifically to imagine someone having a make-me-feel-important sign on their forehead. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for pouring into your leadership. Our world needs more leadership, and we definitely, definitely need yours.